Are you telling yourself any of these toxic stories? If you are, they'll sabotage your songwriting career and you might not even know it. Damn. Mm, Johnny, do you think? Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you get ahead in the music industry by creating leverage. Leverage is what you're going to need. You're going to need to prove that your art has value. It's not just about your talent anymore. It's not just about what your mama thinks. It never really was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about what you're going to do with it in the application of that talent and who's standing up and who's saluting. That's going to be the difference. And that's why we called it the climb. C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. That's a Brilliant Baxteronym from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones last year. Still cooking. Just wrote a number one, a future number one that I heard with uh, <laughs> three other dudes from the clown community, right? Or is it from the Songwriting Pro? Kind of some of both. There you go. And uh, drink you on my mind. It's not what you think. Shout out to Patrick Adams and that crew, man, because that's a killer song. Like I'm Thanks, loving man. that. Anyway, what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then he hooks you up with the pros. And you can find Brent Baxter at songwritingpro.com. Once again, songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Look, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets when we get them again, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. Yellow. What's up, brother? Oh, just living the dream. What's going on with toxic stories? They're bad. They're toxic. Yeah, they're going to sabotage your career and they need to be replaced. So that's what we're going to talk about today is identifying some of the, you know, we've talked a lot about internal monologue, all that stuff. This is some things you may be telling yourself, some stories you're telling yourself that are going to hurt your career, hold you back. And they need to be not just eliminated, they need to be replaced. So we're going to say, take that out, put this in, replace it with a better story. And your career's going to go for it. Yep. I like that. Well, first, let's take care of a little business. Mm -hmm. We are proud as peacocks to be part of the American Songwriter Magazine's podcast network. This is a 36-year-old brand name, I believe. 37-year-old brand name? 37-year-old brand name now. They came out in 1984. Yep. I mean, that's just super cool. So we want to say thank you to, <laughs> to, to let us be on your podcast network. That is awesome. And listen, join the climb community if you haven't done so already. We have a lot of just great people and there's more activity going on now more than ever. People are posting relevant stuff. The climb community is not a place where you advertise your music to consumers. These are your peers. This is a place where you can share some article that you just saw that you mm-hmm. think might be relevant. This is a place where you can hook up with the co-writer and do some business. This is a place where you can ask a marketing question and get a bunch of different answers from people who are out there doing it. And we want you there. You got to ask to be let in, but we let everybody in and just be good boys and girls. So you get roadhouse out. It's just that simple. That's right. And every Wednesday we have the new heights segment, which is when we encourage you to share your wins with the community as a comment under that post. So people know where to go find 
the candy. People know where to go find the inspiration and celebrate with each other. And uh, let's see here. I actually have two. One is from Tracy Richardson. It said, very pumped to get a great demo of a song I co-wrote with Craig Kuchler and Brent Baxter. It was a result of a song titled Challenge Episode. Woohoo, I dig it a lot. So uh, that was a song that we talked about, The Request. You've heard us talk about it recently. So I went ahead and got that demoed. And so it's fun to see Tracy so pumped about that. And Patrick Adams said, last Friday as I was getting off work, I jumped in the car and there it was. Check your email. Sent from Brad Hacker. Our demo was done. Bam! You want to talk about a guy that couldn't stop smiling. I laughed. I cried. I sang along at the top of my lungs. Cloud nine, nonetheless. So a big shout out to my co-writers, Chris Tiscarino, uh, Brad Hacker, and Mr. Brent Baxter. You guys are an amazing team. Special shout out to Troy Johnson for putting the special touch on the demo. You demand. I feel so blessed and none of it would have been possible without sticking my neck out and joining the Climb community and Songwriting Pro. This is the best place for songwriting, education, collaboration, and opportunity. Spread the word. Word. Thank you, Patrick. Nice. Well, yeah, shout out to Chris, Brad, Patrick, and you, Brent, because you just shot that song to me and I was cranking it right before we recorded this episode and I'm loving it. I already sent it to Ray over at Murphy Music, my publishing <laughs> buddy. Yeah. And I sent it to the Lonely Highway Boys because this is right up their alley. Right you know what alley. I mean? Yeah. yeah. And they write about that kind of stuff. It's their lane. It's their lane. It's definitely their lane. And I'd be interested to hear what they do with it if they did something with those Lonely Highway vocals. Those, that would yeah. be something that would be absolutely insane. And also, man, Troy Johnson. Like, Troy, by you the way, hear is him the, every week. You hear him every week singing <laughs> yeah. the uh, the intro song. Yeah, to the climb, and then I got to work with him as an artist too, because he's a lead singer in the Nash Villains, and mm-hmm. I, I worked with them for a little while, which is cool. I feel like this song has a lot of energy behind it. This wow. has a lot of potential. Hope so. A lot Hope of energy, so. a lot of potential, and I'm going to call it now. Something's going to happen on this song. I can feel it. There we go. So I can feel it the God's ears in the air. Preach. That's right. And, and by yes, the way. Yes. <laughs> There are other wins in there that aren't also commercials for songwriting pro and writing with Brent. Uh, but those are just too, just too good to pass up. It's like a review and a win. We're always talking about other people's wins. And I love talking about their wins because their wins are our wins. But we get to throw in one of our well, own. Every well, now I mean, and that's that. really their win is my win because I'm yeah. more excited for them than I am for me. But I'm pretty excited for me with those songs. So, well, you should be excited for you too. I I'm am excited. Too. For you. I know, but you love it when you know when you work with people and you want to bring value. You want to be a good use of time. You want to be a wise investment of time or or coaching my, or whatever you know. And so that does my heart really good just to see like, all right, you know, yeah, validation. Like I brought value. That's what I want to do. But anytime I write a song. There you go. Yeah. And so that validation is That's really cool. That's just a killer idea. I love that it was song titled. This song was born from a song titled Challenge that was not an episode, but right. a private song titled Challenge. Yeah, because they brought in that title and a direction. And I was like, I got, guys, I'm going to be honest. I don't love that direction. I don't think that direction that could, is going to get cut. And Patrick goes, can we song title challenge it? I said, yes, we can. Yeah. And Dan, if you didn't. And we did. <laughs> and so you put a nice twist on that, which just has this big, super, even more relatable, possibly now yeah. on the thing. So it's so a good job on that. Thank you. Um, so, hey, and then guys, subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume your podcast. Make sure you get every episode and you can kind of. You know, when you have those insomniac nights, you can go through and pick the episodes that you like. And then finally, leave a rating and review. We're trying to get to 200. Uh, mm-hmm. If you got iTunes, you can leave a rating and review. I don't know. I think you can leave them other places, but we don't check other places. So <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I think you can do it on Stitcher. 
and some other places, but yeah, I'm yeah. not good about it. But leave it there anyway. Well, we should go. I don't know where you, Stitcher, I know, has some, but I don't know about the other like ones. Spotify like Spotify or. I don't think you can leave a rating on Spotify. I don't think so. I don't know. We should check. I don't know. I should find out about that. But then, uh, (laughs) hey, finally, tell a friend about it, guys. Listen, we are super, super grateful to have your attention for as long as we do Mm -hmm. every week. We do not take that lightly. We work very hard to try to keep it relevant, try to keep you interested and coming back. And if you still are, it's for a reason. It's not because it's charity for Brent and I. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's because you're getting something out of it. So tell somebody about it. That's the best way you can help us out is by helping us help other people. You know, help us help you help us help them. Right? <laughs> That's right. right. Just make the world a better place. <laughs> All right. So let's get into some toxicity. All right. So by toxic stories, I mean stories we tell ourselves that one, aren't true, or two, aren't helpful. Stories that we tell ourselves that steal our agency, that steal our power, that steal our courage, that steal our mojo. And so we need to identify those toxic stories and we need to root them out. And we need to replace them with a better story. There are three of them that I think are pretty common that are dangerous. All right. So the first one is, man, my song's just as good as the stuff on the radio, and that's good enough. So this is not like a toxic I suck story. Already I'm pissed off. It's, (laughs) it looks benign. It looks encouraging. My stuff's just as good as the stuff on the radio, which again, looks okay on the surface, but there's poison in there. The poison in there is the fact that you think maybe that's good enough. The fact is, just as good as the radio is not good enough to get on the radio. That's not a good artist thought. Right. I mean, at the I think of songwriters as artists, like, once again, like yes, I know we're we distinguish between them, but as creatives, they're artistically mm-hmm. creative, whether they're performing or not performing like an artist would, but that's... And what's toxic about it is if you stay there. It can be a great benchmark, a mile marker, but it is not the finish line. So yeah. it's great to start going... It's just as good stuff on the radio. You got to get to that, but you got to go through that and continue. So it becomes toxic. It's like water. You don't want to drink still water if you find it somewhere out in the woods or something. Yeah. Only running water, right? Still water stagnant. Yeah. That's where stuff grows and you don't want Montezuma's revenge or whatever. So this is toxic when it becomes stagnant. We're like, I'm aiming at the radio. I'm just as good. And this is it. I'm good as stuff on the radio. So so here's the deal. Good isn't good enough. If your songs are only as good as the radio, only as good as what an artist and their buddies can write or an artist and the producer or the producer and the producer's buddies can write, they're just going to cut those songs if your songs are just as good. Because your songs may be just as good, but they are not just as profitable. They don't need yeah. yours. They make more money if they cut their own songs because then it opens up publishing revenue for them. It opens up the feel good of like they get to call their buddies up, high five, we cut your song, it's a hit right? They get all that good mojo versus cutting some outside songs from people they don't know and they're sending money to people they don't know. So you have to give them a compelling reason to not put money directly from publishing into their own pockets, but to go, you know what? This song is going to make me more money in the long run because this is a career building song. So I'm going to make that money not off publishing because I don't own that song, but I'm going to make it off bigger paydays, bigger tours, more merch sales. Yeah. You got to give them a compelling reason. That's what your song needs to do. Cause otherwise they'll just cut their own stuff. You don't need to import sand to the beach. They got their own sand. They don't need your sand. So it's toxic yeah. thinking this is where the finish line is. This is where the bar is set. The bar is not set there. You got to get over. So that can part. we, I'm not trying to extend this commercial here, but I'm just so damn excited about this story with this <laughs> song. Okay. Yeah. 
who were the co-writers? It was Patrick Adams. It was uh, Brad Hacker Brad. and uh, Chris Tiscarino. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. There you Chris, go. And, and you. And so just set the stage for this. This is exactly how you overcome this. This is a yeah. win on how to overcome this because they had this title, Drink You On My Mind, which is maybe sort of a blandish kind of a title, right? right? And the initial direction that was thought was the usual meatball across the plate mm. that you would usually do. And then you came in and you're like, man, let's think about a different way. And Patrick was like, can we yeah. song title challenges? Yeah. Now all of the writers are like, yeah, let's go there. Yeah. Nobody's like, no, it's good enough the way it is. Right. The were- this can get on the radio. We don't need to go another way. Because they already had a version of this song. Mm-hmm. They already had a verse and a chorus and melody. And they brought me in to be the finisher, you know, to mm-hmm. try and level up and to close the sucker out and make it better, which is, you know, obviously uh, flattering. Thank you. So I'm looking at this thing and part is like, okay, well, because the, the angle on it was very predictable, what you would expect from that title, very been done a lot of times. And it hit that moment. And it, it, kinda, and it is the kind of song that can get on the radio, yeah, but it couldn't get on the radio them. when the artist writes it with his favorite hit songwriter. Right. And it's a meatball that goes across the plate that way because when they can just write that themselves, you know. Yeah. And so it was that uncomfortable moment where I had to go, uh, guys, I think we just needed a whole new direction for this, which talked about maybe ripping out a lot of stuff that was well written. Right. So it wasn't that what they brought me was bad or, or not well written. I was like, I just don't know even if we polish this till it shines conceptually just for what it is yeah. conceptually, there's so many of these out here. We've heard so many publishers have heard so many artists have heard like this trope, this idea, this angle has been done so many times. It doesn't really matter how well we write it. I can help you write it the best I can if y'all want to do that, but I don't think it's going to have a shot again cut unless we just do a mind blowing, ridiculous, amazing version of it that is still you know i'd rather not have to do that <laughs> i'd rather find right. a more interesting idea where i don't have to write the best version of this thing in the world i still want to write the best version of it but it's a lot easier when it's something that's not as well-worn territory and so yeah patrick's like well can we song title challenge it because i like i thought the title was cool let's roll with that and see if there's something more interesting in there and we bounced around till we till we found what we felt was a fresher angle on it that still is fresh but still universal Fresh, but still works for a lot of artist mm-hmm. lanes that would work well live that a lot of fans can relate to and put themselves in that position. And so just trying to broaden it up even more, still make it where it's like an arena song and just trying to upgrade it yeah. the best we could. Because, yeah, it would have been good and it would have been just as good as some of the stuff on the radio. But I ain't going to get us on the radio. And so TBD on whether or not it does. But, you know, I feel good about that. But here's the point I want to make. I don't know if Patrick posted this and I just saw it on my feed because we're friends on mm-hmm. Facebook or if he posted it in the climb community is that where he posted the video of him like uh, saying along I'm not sure because the- we're friends on Facebook too so I'm not sure but yeah he had a video of him so this is the point go to Patrick Adams if it's not in the climb community go to Patrick Adams feed friend that cat and watch that video that's a boy you can't smack the smile off his face right there right, you know yeah. what I mean and that's pride. That's pride. And we tried something different. And whoa, because everybody was just willing to say, okay, yeah, let's redo the whole thing. A lot of people don't want to do, well, I've already done all this work. And you pulled it apart, put it back together again with mm-hmm. this new idea. And man, that's really 
really good. And I just felt like that energy from him when I saw that video, just this is so much better than, you know what I mean? Like, so when you do that, like when you get rid of that toxic thought mm -hmm. and it's not just as good as the radio, let's do better yeah. than what's on the radio. And you go and you put in that extra work and you maybe forsake some work that you've done before yeah. for a better idea. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out and you complete it and you get that demo. And it's like, damn right, man. Yeah. Damn right. Like you just want to high five that kid through the damn yeah, the, you can tell he's so happy. <laughs> and I know that feeling too, man. I, I still get that feeling when I get a new demo in and I'm just loving the song, loving the demo, all of it. It's great. Yeah. So, yeah, the toxic thought is, and not that these fellows were thinking that, they were striving. But, yeah. Well, but this is a point of where they just, yeah, they went beyond. They went this beyond. is a way. Right. This is exactly what we're talking so about. So, the right toxic now. thought is just as good as the songs on the radio. You want to replace that with great is the only good enough. Yeah. Great is the only good enough. So, you want to commit to do the work to make it great because great has a chance. Good enough doesn't have a chance. Great has a chance. Great gets rewarded. Great opens doors. Great creates leverage in the music business. Great makes you feel like Patrick Adams feels in that video. <laughs> yeah, nobody's where he's singing along with the track on in his truck. Right? Yeah, he feels great. He doesn't feel good enough. Yeah. How you feel like that? Good enough. Not to over clarify this, but to your point, they had a verse and a chorus done and it was well written. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was well written. They just weren't sure where to go on the second verse. It sounded like it could get on the radio, right? Yeah, it I sounded mean, good enough to be on the radio. But then everybody said, let's be great. Let's do something yeah. different. And you did. And look at what happened. Yeah, I mean, it probably was as good as a lot of what's going to get turned into publishers today on Music Row. Yeah. Probably just yep. sits right in there. But that's the problem. It just, it just sat right in there. So. Right. But this is such an arena song. It is such an arena song. It is. I can just see it, picture everybody singing like, whoa, whoa. Yep. Yeah, that was. <laughs> so, and that and just tweaking like, where do we put those whoa, whoa's? Can we put that at the beginning? So it's right out the gate, let you that know. That was genius. So. Start right out the bat with the, with yeah, the, I love yeah, it. Right out the bat, I'm like, oh, I'm in. Yep. Yeah. So that's the big thing. Good enough isn't good enough. Great is the only good enough. And so that's what you want to replace it with. Great is the good enough. Uh, number two, toxic story. It's a good old boy network and they won't let me in. So this would be you as an artist, you as a writer, you as whatever you want to do. So listen, if the club isn't accepting new members, let's, let's just follow the logic here. If the club is not accepting new members, wouldn't all hit songwriters and artists be like pushing 90 years old? Yeah. Because there are no new ones coming in. Yeah. Or wouldn't they all have the same last names as the last generation of the songwriters? It's all mm -hmm. so-and-so junior, so-and-so yeah, the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, tell that, tell that to Hardy. Tell that to Hardy who moved up from Mississippi. Tell that to Ashley Gorley, who just some kid from Kentucky. He used to DJ in his bedroom. Yep. So yep. there's an old saying, nobody sent for you, son. Right. That's, <laughs> that's how it that's is on Music Row. Nobody sent for you. We're all walk-ons to use a, a sports analogy. Nobody showed up with a scholarship in a full ride. Yeah. We're all walk-ons. We're all hoping to earn a scholarship, get that scholarly, get, earn that spot. Right. Mm -hmm. So we want to play for team music row, but we got to walk on. So nobody sent for the other folks either. Again, Ashley Gorley was just a kid from Kentucky. Now he's written over 50 number one country hits over 50 hits. He's written. It's ridiculous. Johnny cash, poor kid from Arkansas, Garth Brooks. He got his butt whooped by Nashville and he moved back home to Oklahoma within like 24 hours of his first move to Tennessee. Yeah. He was there it. a day, tuck tail, ran back home. Yep. Obviously, Scares. he came back. It worked Scares. out. Yeah. So, 
thing is, nobody sent for them. Nobody sent for me either. Nobody met me at the door of Airstar Records and was like, by the time you got here, Brent, Alan Jackson's been dying to cut one of your songs. What have you got? <laughs> Didn't happen. I happen to have this song called Monday Morning Church. <laughs> Great. We love it. We're going to cut it. That's exactly hear? what we were thinking. We were, we were hoping that you had a song something called Monday Morning Church. Yes. <laughs> so nobody sent for me. Maybe nobody misses me either. But anyway, nobody sent for me. Nobody sent for any of us. Either if they did send for you, it's because you built your own thing where you were that was so big, then you got recruited. That's you yeah. know, that's the other way. But if they don't know you, they don't send for you. So that's a toxic thing going. They aren't going to let me in. It's a good old boy network. And thinking you can't get in. Because if you think you can't get in and you say that and you tell yourself that story, you're going to try to make that story come true. You're going to look for evidence. Yeah, then you're right. And you're right. You're going to be right. There's a man who thinks he can and a man who thinks he can. Both men are exactly. right. Exactly. Which man are you? That's right. So I think you need to replace. for women too. Yeah. Which one, you, which one do you choose to be? Uh, so I think there is some truth. It's hard to get in. It is hard to get in. It's not easy yeah. because it's so competitive. People are protecting their own kind of kingdoms and their own. If it was easy, everybody be a hit exactly. songwriter. It ain't easy, yo. But here's the thing to replace that story with. If others can break into this business, so can I. That's it. If others can do it, so can I. And yeah, I'm going to write the very best songs I can and shake every hand I can. That's what you need to say instead of, oh, it's a good old boy network. They won't let me in. I'm going to write the best I can, shake every hand I can. Because you're going to be in the same place next year as you are this year, except for two things, the music you make and the hands you shake. Take care of those two things. You'll be making progress. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And I think about it like this, to add to that, add to that replacement mm-hmm. story is, man, I wonder who I'm going to meet along the way. Yeah, You're going to meet some great people 
along the way, some people that are going to become dear friends mm-hmm. of yours, that are going to change your life forever just as a friend. Yeah. Maybe they're going to do nothing for your music, but you're going to meet some great yeah. It's a journey, and it's super exciting. And from the artist's perspective, I know so many people. Mm-hmm. When you're on tour, like you just meet so yeah. many people. And I can go anywhere, like, hey, we got a friend here. We can stay in the couch just about in any city, you know, in the country. I can couch surf this damn country practically yeah. with maybe not more than four or 500 miles in between destinations. Yeah. And they're all like, Johnny, oh my God, I haven't seen you for, you know what I mean? Like old friends. It's so cool. And people who are digging what you dig and think the way you think and live the way you mm-hmm. live and are creatives. And what a great thing. And I'll finish up this thought. We're talking about Miss Ava Page. Mm-hmm. I worked with her for a little second, a dear friend of mine and her whole family. And this girl was 13 years old mm-hmm. and she just outworking everybody outworking half my artists yeah. prior to COVID. And she's doing three hour sets down at music row. Her mama waiting on her cause yeah. she's 13. <laughs> okay. But she's a great guitar picker cause she's interested in being a great guitar picker. She's a great songwriter. Then she ends up getting leukemia mm. and they had a fundraiser at third and Lindsley And like, I knew she's in there. I know she's hitting it hard and climbing up that social ladder Mm -hmm. of writers, getting to mid-level and bigger writers. And this fundraiser for a 13-year-old girl, maybe she was 14 at this time, 53 songwriters came out Hmm. to sing a song that they wrote with her. Yeah. Each of them wrote one song with her. That's how hard she was in there working. And when you get leukemia... You drop everything, you go straight to the hospital, don't pass go, mm-hmm. don't collect $200, you just go, everything's done. So she had a write with Lance Carpenter, hit songwriter. And this is the testament to good people, mm-hmm. right? And he comes kicking open the door at the hospital and he's like, who the hell do you think you are? Nobody cancels a riot with Lance Carpenter for any reason, much less if you think you got cancer or something lame like that. And she's laughing and he spent the whole three hours he's supposed to be writing with her in the hospital room, hanging out with her. Oh, that's awesome, man. Lance is good people. How cool is that? Yeah. I mean, that's just, these are good people, man. Like, Come on in. Yeah. So, yeah. Is it Was he trying to keep her out of the, the good old boy network? Lance has written a hit. Pub deals and stuff. Yep. No, not trying nope. to keep her out. Somebody tell me one time, because I was kind of belly aching about, you know, gatekeepers and different stuff. He's like, just remember, they're not anti-Brent. They're just pro something else. Not anti-you. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good way to mm-hmm. put it. That's a good way to put it. And, and they didn't show up. Like, like Ava Page didn't show up with a bunch of hit songs in her back pocket. No. Like her first record, I think she'd probably be the first one to tell you. There's a couple songs about fishing. She was 12. What else is she going to write about? Yeah. I mean, they're well done songs, but they're lame. Yeah. They pale in comparison to what she's accomplished now. But the community that she writes with was interested in this, her passion mm-hmm. and her willingness to improve. Yeah. That's because they want to be around that. It's positive. That's what's exciting. Yeah. Hey, we'll get one. We'll keep writing. We'll get yeah. one. But it's possible. That reminds me, I was talking to my sister and my niece the other day. And my niece, she's in college. She's at uh, she's at UVA or someone with a school in Virginia. And anyway, she's looking at transferring to another program, like another school. I'm like, how come? Is there something not cool there or whatever? She's like, a lot of people at that school, they're just not working that hard. Like a lot of people around just not working that hard. And I've heard this other school, like people are after it, basically. I mean, my words, I heard, but basically people are hustling. People are 
all to the wall, yeah. working hard. Like these students at this school, with people I'm around at this school, they're just not working that hard. I was like, you are a winner because she yeah, is yeah. looking to be surrounded by people that are hustling or banging away at it. I'm like, yeah. I was like, whether you transfer or not, that that's a winner. That's a winner. Because you're attitude. not looking to yep. slack. You're looking to surround yourself with people that are working hard. And so I'm the same way. So you're the same way, Johnny. We don't want to be around slackers. We want to be around positive, yep. hardworking people. And that's true of so many people in the music business that yeah. if you are that person, they're not trying to keep you out. So be thinking about where are the opportunities? Remember, if it can be done, I can do it too. And people are How doing about this? it every day. How about this? Slackers piss me off, oh. but not for the reason that you think. What reason? Not because I can't stand slackers because I look down my nose. It's like, no, you know what it is? It's because I'm constantly battling being a slacker. <laughs> right. uh, I, I relate and to so it. And so when you show mad. up and you're a slacker, you piss me off because you remind me of the worst parts about myself yeah. that I'm trying to escape. Well, and I'm, why am I trying <laughs> to get away? That's, that's the reality. Well, you know what? Why am I trying to get away from you, right? Because I don't want that to rub off on me because I have that in me too. Like, uh, hey, you know what? I'm just, I'm sober now. I haven't touched a drop in six months. I can't hang out with my buddies that are drinking all the time. Why? Because that's going to bring out yeah. the worst. No, I'm making that up for me. But the same thing, like that reminds me of the worst in me. It pushes that button. Uh-uh. I don't want that rubbing off on yep. me. And that's mm-hmm. true. I don't want that negativity. It's an indicator. It's an indicator of where you are on the yeah. journey. Mm-hmm. It's an indicator of where you are on the journey. And if you're at that moment, if you're in the moment of denial where you're like, I'm really great, but because they haven't called for me and come to my right. door and and done this, then that's just a non-productive attitude. Mm-hmm. The people who are trying to be recovering slackers mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> get that. <laughs> and everybody has that in them because they're going to be hardest on themselves. Yeah internally right. right we're fighting that internal voice god we i you know i wasn't productive today that's 24 hours i wasted yeah. that god gave me i ain't gonna get it right. back and you stew on mm-hmm. it while i do it while i have a cocktail yeah. mostly sober but yeah exactly. night, not. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but there you go so, so that's if you thing. focus on how it's a closed network it's good old boys it's whatever it's nepotism and they won't let you in that's what you're going to reinforce in your behavior you're going to look for that and as soon as you find the evidence of that it lets you off the hook instead remember people are breaking in every day that didn't know anybody when they moved to town if they can do it yep. you can do it be looking for the opportunities so you might be like well that's just the truth that's how it is is that helpful and it's not true it's not true and it's not helpful. But even if it was true, yeah, it's not true. But even if it was true, it, it just, is that, yeah, it's just not. It's obviously not true. Yeah, They're accepting but, new members. But even if it was, is that helpful? Yeah, it's a club, it's a network, but they take in new members. Yeah. You can be one of them. It's partly true. Yeah. It's like fact check, and eh, we're Facebook fact check. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Your toxic story That's has been removed true. for going against community standards. That's right. That's right. <laughs> They should have that like down on Music Row, actually booting people out. Why? Because your attitude goes against community standards. You're griping today. That's really good, actually. That's really funny. Yeah. Where, where'd Jimmy go? I haven't seen him on the row. He got removed. His his attitude went against <laughs> violated our community standards too many times, and we booted him. Why? He said he just wanted to ride as good as the radio, and he said everyone sucked. All right, bye. Out you go. Yeah. That'd be great. Report this post. You know, I'm, I'm reporting you, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, ready for the next one? The music pro police show up and haul them off. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, yeah. Haul them to the Davidson County line. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Temp. There we go. 
<laughs> Don't you try to log it in under someone else's account. That's right. <laughs> All right. Number three toxic story. Number three is so-and-so is big time in me. All right. I had somebody tell me this. He used a name. I'll leave the names out. But I remember when I was doing some work at NSAI, I was down in the basement there. It was in between coaching clients. And this guy that I know a little bit, he came down there and he's going to the kitchenette or whatever. And and he was kind of complaining because this guy that we both know, he's like, oh, so-and-so, he's big time in me. I can't get a ride on the books with him kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what I told that guy then was, listen, you just one thing you have to remember is that any day that our buddies, we'll call him Jimmy since we're already using Jimmy, any day that Jimmy says yes to you, Jimmy has to say no to everybody else that he could be riding with that day. So remember, a yes or a mm-hmm. you has to be worth a no to anybody else you can get with. Yeah, It's not personal. It's business. And it is a desperate business. It is a super competitive business. It's a hard business. And so people are just trying to scratch for the edge that they need, that little extra bit of leverage to get a cut, to get a hit, to keep a publishing deal. It's like people are busy. And even full-time writers don't have all the time in the world to write with everybody that wants to ride with them especially once they start getting some success. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I didn't have time right after Monday morning church or when it was on the radio. I did not have time to ride with everybody that w- would have you know, wanted to ride with me. Yeah. It's just not possible. And so it can be frustrating because I feel that too. I mean, I had a thing recently where due to COVID, you know, it, it changed some stuff, right? And people that weren't open to Zoom rights before had to get a little more open to them because they weren't able to be in the room with people. And there's a guy that I'd written with before, We've read some cool stuff, and he's very successful in his realm. He's a great writer, good dude. We always have a good hang. But I hadn't heard from him in a while, and we connected some and whatever, kind of kept in touch a little bit, but we hadn't written in years. Anyway, he calls me up, and he's like, hey, this song that I guess he was going back and looking through some old songs. He's like, man, that's really cool. You want to get work on that sometime? I'm like, yeah, we do Zoom. And so we did that, and then we got a couple more days on the book. And, and so we've written some cool stuff, demoed them. And I'm like, these are some good songs that have come in. And he's a good player in the in the business. You know, he's successful. And so I'm like, yeah. And then dadgummit, the last time we wrote, something happened. We had to hop off quick, and I didn't get another day on the books before we ended the Zoom call. Haven't got a day on the books uh. since. It's been months. And, <laughs> yeah. and so here's the deal. We wrote good stuff. Like he spent time, he's also a producer and and a good singer. So he spent the time on these songs to produce them up so we could pitch them afterwards. These were good songs. Like he wouldn't have spent an extra day working these things up if they weren't worth the time. So we got good stuff. We always have a good hang. So I was talking to another buddy of mine that's maybe a publisher, another writer, someone that knows him. And they're like, oh, that's him. He's just so busy, got so much going on, so kind of flighty that like, if you're not in the room to him, you don't exist. But if you're in the room with him, you get 100% of his attention and everything. You'll give it all he's mm-hmm. got. I'm like, yeah, I know another writer like that too. It's like, man, you're in the room. He makes you feel great. He works and he's digging. He's like, this is going to get hit. This, you know, this is going to get cut. This is a hit. This is great, man. I love you, brother. And then as soon as they walk out of the room, you call him and it goes to voicemail. And you, you just like hardly ever hear back from him. And it's like, <laughs> it's not ghosting me. He's 100% in whatever's in front of him at the moment, right? So yeah. if one thing, none of these dudes are like anti-Brent. They don't hate me. They're not big time in me. I'm worthy of their time. So they're just all in on whatever's right in front of them. And if I'm not right in front of them or my name's not on the calendar right in front of them that day, they're just 100% on whatever they're in on. So right. you know, the ways, like with that guy, I want to get back on the books. And I've texted him a couple of times and we haven't got back on the books. And so I can look at it 
I got an idea. What? I think you should put it on your books and then take a screenshot of your day, of your calendar date with a right with him. Like, dude. And be like, hey, man. Where are you? Check it out. Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> no, not even that day. Just send it out to him. Say, hey, super excited about our right next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? But then he sees it. Like, Wait, Wait, what? what? Yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. No. Can I fake our email <laughs> chain? Memories. Right. I'll go back through some old emails and, and change what he'd written to make I did say yes. You can do that. Anyway, so I have a choice. I can get bitter and resentful that I'm getting big time. I can feel unworthy, like, man, I'm just, you know, he's got more important people he's hanging out with, more talented people that are more successful, and I suck. I'm not worth being in that room. That's why he didn't have me in that room, because I'm not worthy of being in that room with him. And I have those feelings. I question myself. Is it because I'm not bringing enough to the table? Is it because I'm not worthy? So I have that choice. And that comes from the, he's big time in me. Either he's a jerk and he's just climbing the ladder and he's not helping a brother out like I deserve it. Or I don't deserve to be there. I'm not worth his time. He doesn't think I'm worth his time. When the mm-hmm. truth is probably neither of those. So it's not a yeah. helpful story. It breeds resentment and despair and doubt. So what instead what I'm choosing to look at is what can I do to make myself a better investment? a great time investment for him. Like what value can I bring to the table? What can I bring that is going to make me worth that time? So I think part of it at the beginning, when everybody went on lockdown, I was one of the few dudes that he'd run with before that was super comfortable on zoom. Probably a lot of his other writers weren't. And so he was stuck at the house. Hey, guess what? I'm good with this. I got this all day long. You want to zoom? We can zoom a zoom, 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 like salt and pepper. Or where's that Rex in effect? All I want to do is zoom, zoom, zoom. Think of Rex in effect. Yeah, old old Rex 90s effect. hip hop yeah. pop song. Anyway, so. <laughs> Colorful squirrels. Anyway, so, you know, so that was a value that I brought. Yes, brought the songwriting chops, brought the good hang, um, but also like, oh, here's this other thing that probably tipped the scales in my favor is that he's already adjusted to Zoom. He does that for co writes anyway and events and whatever. And I think maybe that was one of the things, because I noticed that when he started being in the room again, that's when ours trailed off, which I can, again, I can tell myself that's because I was just a rebound and now he's back with his steady, <laughs> you know, he's back with his, his girlfriend. Now I was just a rebound, you know, whatever, but that's not helpful. That's not helpful. So again, going, okay, what can I do to make myself a great time investment? One thing I do when I pitch a song, I try to do this all the time is anytime I pitch a song, I'll text my co-writers, just let them know I pitched it. Just to go, hey, FYI sent blah, blah, blah song to so-and-so for so-and-so. Thumbs up, fingers crossed, uh-huh. whatever. That way it allows me just to ping my co-writers on a regular basis. Get in front of their In a face. positive yep. way going, sweet, Brent's pitching our songs. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that yep. song because it's not one of the last three I've written or whatever. Instead of, hey, why are we writing? Why aren't we writing? Why aren't we writing? Why aren't we I writing? Know. No, I just don't want to be an asshole, right? Uh, instead, I'm providing value. Here's a text that will probably make your day a little bit better knowing somebody's out there working a song and remind you of that song and remind you of me in a positive way. So then the Gary Vaynerchuk thing, jab, 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 right hook. So when right. I ask for yeah. the co-writer, whatever, now I'm not just a guy that they've written some songs with. That's hopefully a good hang and good lyricist. Now it's also, Oh, and he works our stuff. He's out there plugging away. Okay. It's just building more value. So that's one way of doing it. Other things may be like, Hey, I got an artist. I've had people get in the room with me because they could provide an artist. I'm like, okay, that's it. 
let's do that. That's another value they can provide. So sometimes it's, it's other ways of uh, providing value, but that's a much better question than that story of, oh, he's big time in me. Because man, again, that just leads yeah. to doubt and despair. What can I do to increase my value? That's a much better question. Yeah. It's one that leads you to action, one that leads you to opportunity, one that empowers me. It's like, okay, that, that's a goal that I can do with other than waiting around, hoping they stop big time in me, hoping they aren't against me. Working myself. Mm-hmm. Don't blame him. Blame me for not being valuable enough. And we all have value. We're all worthy. But one leads me to get better. The other leads me to get bitter. And be ticked <laughs> off next time we do get in a room together. Then I'm already mad at him for how hard it was to get in the room with him. I don't want to bring that. <laughs> yeah, so how's that how, yeah exactly. I'll be carrying that baggage in there. I want to be showing up going, yeah, I'm already high-fiving like Rocky at the top of the stairs. Fist up in the air going, I did it. I got my value up enough that I'm back in the room. I'm already winning. Not like it's about time. It's a different mindset. So that's a better better story or question to replace. You look like you maybe have a thought. I like that. I see it on video. No, I was thinking um, there's the old adage, you got to dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Yes, you know, which is why I dress like, like that, man, when I go want. to bed. Not for the job. <laughs> not for the job you have. You probably do have a pair of Subarus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't wear Subarus. <laughs> Uh, if you yeah, if you're thinking like that, then you're automatically you're the one that's allowing the big timing to happen. Yeah, you're putting yourself on a different level. Yeah. You know, you're saying, oh, well, he's better than me, so now he doesn't want to hang or out. Or he thinks he's that's better than me. Means. Or yeah, it's just all that negativity. So like, get said, what can I do to increase my value? Same thing for the good old boy network, right? They're not going to let me in. Okay, well, what's my response to that? It's the music I make and the hands I shake. So I'm going to work on those things. Other than just staring at the closed door. No, I'm, I'm working on my block picking skills. <laughs> and I do have. That's right. Those are yeah, killer. I, I do have a, a little bonus one that hit me this morning. I'm in a, uh, like a men's devotional group on Zoom on Wednesday mornings. So with a lot of them are songwriters. And so I got invited to that. So I usually do that on Wednesday morning and we talk Jesus and all that good stuff. And, but this morning, you know, we also talk business some in the context of our faith walks. And this writer, you know, he's a hit songwriter, but, you know, he had supposed to have this big single on a major artist and they like shot the video and everything or whatever. Then it just never came out as a single. And he's like, man, I was belly aching to my wife and kind of complained about this. And I actually said, I deserve this. And he goes, I didn't like it when I said it. I felt icky. I didn't like that. I went to that place. So we had a conversation about adjusting, you know, your, your framework and stuff. But uh, this other guy, dad in the group, he's like, and I know what Dan says. Anytime I say I deserve something, he's like, yeah, deserve means Deserve, serving I'm like, wow. Are you focused on what you deserve or are you focusing on serving? Right? He's yeah. big timing me. I deserve better treatment. Well, that's deserving. That's serving self. That's deserving others. Yeah. What I need to be focused on is serving others. Not what I deserve because yeah. that's deserving I was like, oh, dude, that's freaking brilliant. I'm adding that to today's podcast. So <laughs> that was this morning. So that's the thing. It's like, yeah, are you focused on what you deserve or are you focused on the serve? If you focus on the serve, on serving others, how can I better serve this writer that I think is big time in me? How can I better serve this artist that I feel like is big time in me? How can I better serve these publishers I think are old boy networking me with the locked door? How can I better serve them? Oh, you know what? Everything gets better. Because the music gets better Mm because I can serve them by writing better music. I can serve them by knowing more people, maybe bringing an artist in the room. I can serve them by pitching our songs. All this stuff. Wow. 
everyone wins. It moves your career forward. My career doesn't move forward. My life doesn't move forward by focusing on what I deserve. That's so passive. It doesn't make anything better. It just makes me bitter. But if I focus on the serve, yeah, man, everything gets better. So anyway, those are some toxic stories that you need to replace. So instead of what do I deserve, change that to how can I serve? I like that. I like that a lot better. Uh, much better. Isn't that good? That's a, that's a golden nugget this morning. I love it. Now, Brett, you're serving people all the time. What can people oh, get for nice free? Segue. Yes, I have uh, an ebook. <laughs> that was a good one. Thumbs up. Uh, I have an ebook called Think Like a Pro Songwriter, and it just kind of captures some of the lessons I've learned, some of the hard way, some of the fun way in the music business over the last however long I've been doing this. So you can get that. It's a free download. You just tell me where to send it. We send it right out to you. You can get that at songwritingpro.com slash gift. That's songwritingpro.com slash gift. It's also on the homepage right there. You'll see it says gift. You click on it. So it's hard not to find it if you go to Songwriting Pro. <laughs> there you go, guys. That brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Make sure that, number one, you join the climb community. Number two, you subscribe to the podcast. Number three, leave a rating review. Number four, tell a friend about it. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And five, we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.